welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Joe and Mac on the Super Nintendo. Joe and Mac was developed and published by Data East for the Super Nintendo in 1992. This is a port of the arcade game of the same name from 1991. Did you ever see this arcade game, Nick? Not that I can recall. Neither had I. Yeah, um, I didn't know it was a port when I was a kid, but I mean, it definitely shows. Yeah, it very much has that arcade sensibility to it. Now, Data East was founded in 1976 by Tokai University alumni, and uh, they released... 15 games in the 70s, but mainly in Japan. Oh, wow. Uh, then they opened up a U.S. division in 1979 after Sega and Taito did the same. Gotcha. And their first big U.S. hit was the arcade game Astro Fighter. Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, I had never heard of it either. But they are best known for their awesome arcade output through the 80s, uh, starting with Karate Champ and Burger Time, Bad oh, Dudes, yeah. Yeah, Robocop. Bad Dudes is the big one that I, oh, yeah. I always associated with. Karnov? Yeah, yeah. That was... I never played that in the arcade. Right. And they were always pretty good arcade games. Uh, it, sadly, it always felt like the ports never quite lived up to them. Right, yeah. Now, in addition to arcade games, Data East also made electronic products. Did you know this? No. Yeah, they made the first portable fax machine. <laughs> All right. And then... uh. More recently, they've been working in, like, the electrocardiogram world for ambulances. Oh, oh, wow. It's very interesting. What a waste of time. They should stick to mediocre arcade games. Well, Joe and Mac was ported to basically everything. And the SNES version, along with most versions, lost a lot of uh, features the arcade game had. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we hinted to it in last episode, but really we should have played the Genesis version. Because while you do Uh... get the map, which we'll talk about... You lose all the branching paths that were in the arcade and Genesis one. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. I'll save my map thoughts for later, but I understand what you're laying down. And also, the arcade and Genesis version have more endings. Okay, and I think at least one or two more weapons. Well, all right, man. Well, they got it all, man. I know it's it's sad. I mean, it's not sad because you can go play the Genesis version. <laughs> but yeah, well, well, we know we know where we made our mistake, and we're going to talk about the Super Nintendo version as a uh, kids that probably played it. When we were growing up. We'll see. Yeah. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Joe and Mac? Well, Eric, it's a side-scrolling action, slightly platformer, I guess. Arcade style, we should say. Yes. And, you know, for the most part, when we say arcade style, that means there's not going to be a lot of verticality or exploring in these levels. Right. You're just fighting your way through. Yes, but you do, of course, have a jump. Yeah. How do you feel about this jump? It's uh, not the best. It's very, very floaty mm-hmm. and, and sluggish in the same way. I don't but know. But it is um, oddly tall. Yeah, you do have a, a, a very yeah a high arc, and then you can manipulate yourself in the air, a la Mario kind of, but not nearly as precisely. No, no, not at all. There is a very floaty and slidey feeling that permeates all the controls here, though. When you just walk around, it's 
a strange momentum that your character has. Yeah, it's kind of laggy feeling like, you know, it's almost like there's a delay between all your inputs and the actual performance of the action. And the action is not limited to jumping and moving. You do have not just one weapon, but a series of weapons. Yes, and I mean, you start with the club, which is a club. Your base uh, weapon, it is no range. Right, and it is not good. I don't... I. <laughs> Oh, granted, you won't spend a lot of time with just the club, but Correct. it's very frustrating. Even at the very beginning, I was like, this blows. Like, you don't get, like, a full... It, you know, I hate when you get a melee attack or something, you swing, and it doesn't show any arc yeah. or anything. So you're like, I don't know it's where... It's like a tap. It's like a, you know, you're tapping those enemies. And the problem is this, not only is it with this uh, weapon, but all sprites in this game have a very, very poorly defined hitbox. Yeah. And that really hurts with the club the most, I think. Yeah, definitely. Now you use that club to defeat enemies and to crack open eggs. Yeah, the eggs are your item containers for the most part. Mm -hmm. And there are a few things you will find in those eggs. And uh, first we will talk about the non-weapons because they're the least exciting. Right, right. Well, the first item, uh, which is a classic amongst many games, is the one-up. Yes. And And is it a little head? No, it's a little, like... Like a plaque that says one up or yeah, so It's like yeah. a piece of stone. It's one of my favorites where it just literally says one dash up. Yeah. Nice. And there was also the key. Yeah, which is kind of weird. You, you wouldn't imagine that you would, you know, keys to open doors. You can get these keys and use them to open paths on the map screen to uh, bonus stages. Oh, that's what they're for. Yeah. I mean, they're one use a piece. I, I found two. Um, was so there a lot of good stuff in the bonus stages? Um. Not that I only went to the first two. Uh, yeah, because I just avoided them. I was going as straight through this game as, as easily as I could. <laughs> yeah, the the first one that I went to, it's and I think there's more like this where it's just like pieces of meat falling from the sky. Okay. And you got to catch them before they hit the ground. And if you do, I think you get a one up at the end. Okay. But the second one has several eggs that you can break, like five of them. I I don't know what's in all of them, but one of them gave me uh, a wheel, stone wheel, which we'll get to later, but very early. So I used that a lot. It was kind of cool. All right. Excellent. Well, so inside eggs, you will, you know, you'll find weapons sometimes, but Mm -hmm. there's also uh, the mysterious red egg. Yes. Which will reveal, does it always reveal the little, the friendly pterodactyl? pink, Pink pterodactyl? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And that'll take you to a little, another part of the level, like a bonus area kind of, I guess. I guess. Sometimes I think it's required. Right. I mean, I always took it, so I was never sure if it was right. bonus or not, just the level. I know you... No, I know you can... Because I've killed it on accident before, okay. and it's not very cool. Well, I mean, spoiler alert, I played this game at a snail's pace, so <laughs> I really, you know, had my time to evaluate every enemy that I came across. Gotcha, gotcha. But other other than that, um, outside of the eggs, you will find assortments of meat. There's the small drumstick a medium drumstick and the big steak and those are all dropped by different sizes of creatures or enemies correct um yeah and they're also just laying around the level sometimes sometimes yes the small drumstick will give you back uh, half a heart mm-hmm. and the medium drumstick is one and a half hearts and the steak is two and a half which is noticeable because you do have a limited health meter in this game yeah up to five hearts mm-hmm. and you do start with a few lives yeah three right or... correct and two continues yes and then there is the weapon system, which is very interesting. Yeah, because you have your club that you start with, and mm-hmm. you'll acquire more weapons as you go. Yes. But you can, it's not like most arcade games where your current weapon, you know, supersedes all the other ones. You can select between them. Yeah, which is really handy because different weapons are useful with different enemies or bosses. That's true. It's pretty cool. And, 
I mean, you will lose them all when you continue. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to find some spots to go go back and get them, you know, if you want. Or cheat. Or cheat, yeah. So you never have to continue. <laughs> well, I mean, you can uh, re-enter old levels and then exit them by pressing start and select at any point. So if you need to fill up life, there are certain levels where you got some stake right at the beginning or whatever. So you can farm that out. And I guess with weapon. All right. So I guess we really should get into the weapons of this game. Yes, yes. And we talked a little bit about the very first weapon, that is your club. Uh, but then most often the next one you find is a large bone. Yeah, you throw this in a lazy arc, I don't know. <laughs> well, you throw everything in kind of a weird arc. That's that's <laughs> one of my biggest problems with uh, most of these weapons. It's true. Um, this one, I guess, is stronger than your club. I don't know by how much. or The biggest pro versus your club is that it is ranged. Yeah, so you can actually try to aim it, and you're not beholden to this weird sluggish twitch. Right, and then how many of these can you have out or on screen at a time? Uh, two, maybe? I think it is two. I would, I think so, yeah. But that's very similar to our next weapon, the fire. And the fire is very strong as far as damage is concerned. Yeah, it kind of lobs out. It moves farther out than, say, holy water or firebombs in Castlevania, but it does have a kind of similar effect when it hits the ground and right. a flame rises up and will hit the targets again. Although it is a much goofier looking flame rise. There's <laughs> like three balls of flame, not not the cool effects of the Castlevania series. That is true. Now, you can only have one of these thrown out at a time, and while it's still burning on the ground, that counts as being out. I believe so, yeah. So it can be tricky. Yeah, definitely. But if you have it at certain boss fights, it makes them very easy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, after that, we have the boomerang. Yeah, this one I stuck with quite a bit. Um, oh, yeah. Because, you know, you're throwing a boomerang, but you can have up to three on say, screen. Not just a boomerang. And they do exactly what you'd think the video game boomerang would do. Yeah, um, you can shoot them up as well, and they have almost a full screen. You know, they have a very large range, so it's it's a little weaker, I think, than the uh, bone. But I think uh, it's th- the same amount of damage. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It's definitely not as strong as a fire, but no. it's who cares? It's way It's way better. And it is, I think, one of the only ones that has a, that, like you said, you can fire upwards. But not only that, but upwards at a very good distance. Yeah, it's quite useful in against aerial enemies. In fact, it's, yeah, the only way I... You'd be fighting certain bosses a lot longer if you did not have this. And then we only have one more weapon, which I wanted to be my favorite and go-to, but it really only was in certain areas. Uh, the stone wheel? That is the stone wheel. Yeah, um... Like we, I alluded to earlier, I got this kind of early, so I used it a lot because it's really strong, but it, you know, it kind of hops out a little arc and then will roll along the ground. It will go up walls. Yeah, it'll keep going up walls and then down the other side. Yeah, and so you can let it lead uh, a little bit in front of you through certain areas, and it's really useful. Yeah, and there are certain maps that have lava or something. You know, there'll be pits sometimes, and the stone wheel will just go away, but the lava or other sometimes water, you know, it'll just roll along those until it hits something or an obstacle and keep moving up. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, the only downside is that you can only have two on the screen, and they're a little slow. So mm-hmm. if you fired, you know, them both off, you're kind of stuck without any defense for a bit. And it's a tricky thing to use against aerial enemies. Oh, yeah. you only have a little lob to hit them It is with. like one half a, a sprite or something. It's it's ridiculous. If It does a ton of damage if you can hit them with it, but hitting them is the hard part. Yes, yes, it is. I mainly stuck to boomerangs and just hoping they'd fly into them. Yeah, um, they're both... The two real weapons I ever really used and was the boomerang. I'd switch between the boomerang and wheel depending on where it was. Definitely. All right, Nick. I 
don't know if I've ever seen a manual from the Data East Corporation. Okay. Um, so let me know. What what did they do right? What did they do wrong? Um, oh, well, they it's a pretty good manual, all things considered. It's, you know, it's full color. You have character and enemy art in it. All right. How many pages? I, I can't tell you because I couldn't find a copy of it online. I had to you watch a YouTube video of a guy flipping through it to check it out. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, and, you know what? I, at least I respect your due diligence here. And his thumb was covering the page number at the end. I was like, I can't tell. I'm going to estimate about 15, okay. 16 pages. It's a little on the shorter side. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have a lot to do, really. Right, right. But it does. One thing I do like is it has a bunch of like prehistoric facts throughout oh. it, like dinosaur ages and such. Even though the main premise of this game is not fact at all. No, yeah. Fiction where humans and dinosaurs hang out uh, Flintstone style. Yeah, it's a little goofy. So uh, that's their apology, I guess, by way of facts. Um, It has a couple pages to talk about the deep story to this game. Oh, really? Yeah, which is the enemy tribe of Neanderthals kidnapped all the cave women. Oh. Go get them back. I saw that in the opening. Yeah, so it lets you know. Um, so extensive enemy list? Um, no, there are five enemies in it. Um, okay. And they're just dinosaur names, I believe, uh, and the Neanderthals. Well, there really is, uh, you know, only yeah. maybe five more enemies yeah. than that. So <laughs> There's not a lot, yeah. Um, it goes through the controls, uh, you know, shoot, jump. You do get, uh, one thing we forgot to mention is there's like a high jump. When you press up, you can get a little more distance. Okay. Is, when do you need to use that? Uh, sometimes when you're trying to go up to, you know, jump up to a, one of the higher platforms yeah. or something, um, it's not a big part. And there is like a roll you can do Oh yeah, on the ground, but I didn't use it much. Well, no, because once you have a weapon, it's yeah. weapon time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it talks a little about the map screen, which is similar to, say, Super Mario World, but... Yeah, we'll very, talk about that in a moment. Very, not nearly as involved. Notes? There's no notes, man. It just goes through the few items and weapons and uh, sends you on your way. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Joe and Mac for the Super Nintendo? Well, I rented it, um, I think, pretty early in the Super Nintendo experience for me. And I remember thinking of it fondly. I don't recall if I beat it or not. Right. Uh, I also rented it. It was, you know, in the first year or two, well, year and a half of the Super Nintendo, there were not many games out. Yeah, it was a shallow pool. <laughs> so, you know, you rented anything that looked even decent when you had the chance. Yeah. The, so, yeah, I don't remember beating this game either. I don't really remember much at all. I don't remember the map screen at all. But I, I do remember the game and the gameplay. Yeah. I, I don't know how much of my memories, because I believe this was covered in Nintendo Power as well. Yeah. So I'm sure some of it is from there. But, I, you know, I know I played it and thought I, it was all right. So I always looked back fondly on it, at least with the graphics. I always thought those were pretty good and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was, uh, yeah, not horribly disappointed yeah. in that regard when we came back to it. Yeah. Which brings us to your more recent experience with this game, Nick. Um, I beat this game uh, in two different sessions. Okay. Uh, I beat it in uh, one, one longer session. I, I really thought I could truck through to the very end because at the beginning, uh, I was really cruising through despite mm-hmm. some misgivings. Uh, but towards the end, the difficulty... I don't know if it's a difficulty or play control, but right. you get into these situations where it got pretty tough and I started save stating. Well, there's a lot of platforming you have to do that is just ridiculous with these floaty controls. And yeah. I was in the same boat. I just save stated all the way through because about halfway through this game, I felt like I'd really seen everything the game had to offer me. Yeah. But yeah, I just powered through this in one 
long evening and uh, was up a little later than I wanted to be, but <laughs> I did make it through. Here we are in the general chat portion of our show, and I'd like to start by saying this game really rides on the 90s coattails of so yeah. many other popular cavemen. Yeah, yeah. We had the resurgence of the Flintstones. Uh, Captain Caveman even came back in the, the late 90s. I'm sorry, the late 80s. Now, there were quite a few, I don't know, I mean... Cave-centric I, games. Yeah, yeah. Adventure Island sticks out in that, that mold. Caveman games. In yeah. The NES, I remember that. I never played it. No. Um, <laughs> and Joe and Mac fits squarely in that Flintstones universe where humans and dinosaurs are living amongst each other. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're fighting them. I guess they do help a little, so... And by dinosaurs, it's mostly giant ones and pterodactyls. Yes. Now, in uh, some territories or something, this was called Caveman Ninja. I see that brought up very frequently, but I don't know where that's that comes from. Yeah, I think um, because I believe I played the PAL version of this because it was, you know, it doesn't have the Data East logo. It's Elite. Okay. And it had a language select for six different languages. Okay. Like French, Dutch, German. I played in English. Okay. Because, you know, I don't want to... All the dialogue in this game. Yeah, it's very important. But yeah, so maybe that's where the Caveman Ninja thing comes in. But, um, you know, and maybe my when I think of my recollections of this game, maybe it, it was because it does have a two-player option. Yes, simultaneous. Yeah, you can do take turns or simultaneous, but I don't know why taking turns. Right. You're like, I don't want to play all 10 stages. I did not get a chance to play this two-player, did you? I did not. Ah, well, we will let you down on this one, guys. Sorry. <laughs> So another thing we want to talk about for sure is the fact that we lost the branching storyline slash paths from the arcade and Genesis version. Yeah, so I'm assuming this comes in the map correct uh, screen that you have in between levels. And I think you would be forced into certain bonus stages by your path choice. Mm. But the map does not make up for that. No, this map is, in this case, is really more like the map in between levels on super ghouls and ghosts or something right you are given the illusion of choice barely yeah it's you can just go proceed along the path to the levels with some a few bonus stage side paths along the way yeah and that's it mm-hmm. i mean it looks kind of cool yeah i mean it's not bad but it, it really is something that tricks you you know oh definitely but I, I think the map looks you know like you said it looks all right and in general the graphics aren't too bad in this game like they're pretty colorful yeah and the sprites are really big and, and really nice they lean a little heavy on the uh, giant ball necks mm-hmm. for my taste. Yeah, yeah. And my other big complaint is that while these sprites are good, you're going to see them a lot and in different colors. There's not a lot of variety here. They do have some really surprisingly like detailed backgrounds in certain levels. Oh, yeah. That kind of caught me off guard. And the bosses are all really cool, really large and animated. But yeah. again, you're going to see each boss at least twice. Yeah, yeah. I like the music, too. It's... Got a weird steel drum Caribbean thing going on. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a departure from a lot of the music at the time. It doesn't have that like driving uh, guitar line, and it's still really fun. And, you know, you only have, how many levels do you have in this game? 12, 11, something like that? I mean, because some of them are so short. Like, yeah, some of these no. levels are very short, and which kind of feels like a ripoff, but I also feel like it's kind of tasteful on their part when they're like, we don't have a lot more going on, so we'll just cut it here. Right, because, you know, my other two big complaints in this game are that the play control is very sloppy and mm-hmm. weird, and that you only have, I don't know, like 10 things to do in this game. There yeah, are not yeah. a lot of, there's not a lot of platforming to begin with. 
Right. And the platforming that is there is very awkward and very poorly defined. I agree. Um, those are the parts of the game that actually get kind of difficult. And it, they're not exactly demanding platforming challenges here. No. It, they're just hard because you can't control what you're doing effectively. Yeah. And while you have this ramp up in difficulty towards the end where you just have these more difficult sections of platforming, the majority of this game is spent just creeping forward slowly and covering an enemy hitting it and then creeping forward <laughs> so you're just spawning one or two at a time right there is while your character does have the ability to move fast and can jump kinetically and stuff you can't really just run and gun in this game unless you have it memorized right yeah it, it's not worth it generally so for me the playthrough was just tapping my way through all of these levels i mean i i cruised through the first i'd say half of the game pretty pretty quickly with very little right. difficulty you know Maybe even picked up a couple one-ups where I, I thought, you know, I had it. But Yeah, the first, I'd say, at least three or four levels, you can take at a pretty brisk pace. But by the time I got to the end and it was starting to, you know, crunch time, especially with, like we said, platforming, I went through a lot of lives. And that's when I realized there was a limit to continues. Right. That's really when I decided, all right, it's time to bust out the save states. I'm not going back through this again. Another thing about the platforming that I didn't realize till the end was that you can jump on just about any enemy's head and not take damage. Right. And you have to in certain situations to kind of ride the dinosaur. Yeah, but you can do it to like Neanderthals, different things that it's just kind of counterintuitive. It's almost Mario 2-ish in its mm -hmm. way. And you really you can use them to get to some like weirdly placed eggs or one-ups in the very top. Okay. You know, um, I, I think I didn't really mess with it. It's there. Good to know. Well, Nick, this is it. The level by level section, portion, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah, any way you want it. And how many levels does this game have? We we kind of forgot. Um, I have 12 series of notes here, so. I'm going to say 12 then. And, I mean, there are the bonus stages, of which I only saw two. I think there's seven total, but yes, I don't know where those keys are. And this game starts out with a, a very basic cinematic. Oh, yeah, of the, what, the Neanderthals running in? Yep, and they kidnap your women and run away. That's that's unacceptable. No. And I guess one thing to note is that the women in this game were, the sprites were changed to be a little more family friendly. Oh, really? Yes. I see. You get a little more like fur bikini stuff in the and arcade. The other ones. Yes, indeed. Oh. Yeah, and here it's just like the same girl with three different haircuts and they recycle through the colors, right? Yeah, there's different. it's just different haircuts, but I think there might be one different outfit. I, that's, I wasn't mm -hmm. really paying as much attention to that part of the game. Oggling these cave women. Correct. <laughs> now, like many games, Joe and Max starts you out in a more friendly, normal looking setting. You're in the grasslands, plains, that that's the opening world of so mm -hmm. many games. And this sure. one is just like that. You've got like gray stone cliffs with grass on top. That's what you're dealing with. Some mm -hmm. mild platforms here. You can see some decent looking gray mountain volcanoes in the background. And you're introduced to your most common foe, the Neanderthals. Uh, yes, you are. And you will see a lot of them uh, throughout this level and others. I mean, it's them and pterodactyls pretty much. <laughs> so many pterodactyls. In this level, one of the things I do like about it is, you know, you're just going through killing guys and dinos until you get towards the end. You'll start crawling up over that sleeping T-Rex or whatever. Yeah, that is really cool. And that's a, that's one of the things that I remembered Yeah, yeah. for sure when I was going back. I was like, oh, yeah. And that's a really cool little set piece there. Yeah. And, you know, you follow that and then 
eventually you get to the very end of the level where there's just like a ledge you stand on and stop scrolling. And then I guess you woke it up and the T-Rex is coming at you. Yes, it is. The first of many battles against a big dinosaur face. <laughs> yes. Um, and you'll fight this T-Rex again in different colors. Right. The here, and, he, I don't think he spits anything, does he? Uh, he I don't just, think so. Because he just keeps like moving closer and back and char- charging, quote unquote, I guess. Yes. You can just stand there and throw things at its head. Uh, Especially if you have the right weapon, you can just stay on the top ledge and pretty much hammer away. Now, there is, uh, at the very beginning of this level, there's a boomerang up on a pillar of stone. That's okay. like, how would you get up there? But there's a pterodactyl you can jump on and bait him back to get it. Oh. I, I did not hear, but I saw it later, and that could make this even easier. Oh, yeah, for sure. But you will probably have the bone. I think so, yeah. They throw you a bone pretty early. Pretty early on. <laughs> But, you know, this guy, first level boss, should be no problem for you. You can roll through him and then move on to the second level. Yeah, here you're in uh, you're in front of a waterfall. You've got lots of, like, log bridges in front of it. Yeah, you don't want to go chasing any of these waterfalls. <laughs> um, but I guess you're forced to make your way through this level. And it does present the very first taste of the horrible platforming. Yeah, it's not terrible here because it's in little brief spurts. And mm-hmm. sometimes you can just... Skip it entirely, but yeah. you'll see those like water geysers that you can stand on that come out of the water. Some fish jump out at you. That's a rare enemy. Yes, you don't see them very often. And again, the sprites in this game are really good. They are very full looking, and I like their take on all the creatures. Yeah, yeah. Um, here we'll see a new creature as well. Those like biting Venus flytrap style plants come out. Yeah, those are, I don't like those at all. Those are my, the most annoying. Yeah. A little less annoying, perhaps, is the boss, the giant carnivorous plant. Yeah, and you're going to see parts of this thing again and again. Yeah, this is very much, you know, in the Little Shop of Horrors style. You know, the big mouth, it's got some tendrils coming out. Uh, It'll spawn little plants, but generally, if you just crouch and throw the fire at him, Uh it'll tear him up really fast. Yeah. Again, your tactic for all of these bosses is avoid... (laughs) <laughs> and hit it. There's not a lot of like deep strategy. They don't have a lot of patterns. No, this one, yeah, it just it slings out its ten- tentacle, and uh-huh. if you just crouch, it will always miss you. Yeah, and you just have to deal with those little plants it spits out, and they're very weak, so it's not hard to do. No, and once you've defeated this, we forgot to mention, just like every other boss, you rescue one of the cave ladies. Oh yeah, you get your yeah. She comes out and gives you a smooch and is on her way. Indeed. And you're on your way to the forest. Level three. This is uh, an upward scrolling level mm-hmm. where you're going up through, you know, a, a tree, I guess. And this is really where the awkwardness of that jump is highlighted. In this level, you know, you're moving vertically. So you'll see the pterodactyls and Neanderthals and now some beehives. Yeah, you really want to hope you have that boomerang here. Yes, it will It will help immensely. And But this is also a really short level. I feel like it's very. Only- Three screens high, maybe. Well, I think that's because they realize that it's not fun playing <laughs> vertically. <laughs> yeah. So Joe and Mac were not de- made for vertical travel. No, they were not. And uh, you get up there, and you will fight your next boss, which is a big green pterodactyl. Yes. Get oh. used to the giant pterodactyl sprite. I think that's the one used the most. Yeah, maybe. It's it's one of the most, definitely. Uh, this one swoops. It's a pretty common attack pattern. Yeah, oh, yeah. From uh, many video games, we have a, a flying enemy that swoops out of the screen. It'll come in. You can hit it a couple times. Sometimes it dives at you. Yeah, it does one swoop across the bottom or maybe a little higher. And then it does the slow swoop across th- from each direction. 
This guy is really easy for the most part. Because you can just hide in the corner and avoid the swoops and jump over his thing. Yeah, just keep blasting him and you're good to go. Now, if you have the fire, all's not lost because you can really hit him a lot when it's doing the swoops down. Yeah. But, you know, I think you're best off with just that boomerang because you can keep him in the air hitting him most of the time. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know if it was it was either after this level or the next one. I can't remember, but I got a key. That's when I went to the second bonus stage. Yeah, and got that wheel that I was I really used a long time. Yeah, I don't know when I got the wheel, but it didn't seem like it was like late stage in the game. It was somewhere towards the, you know, end of the first third. Right, right. Which I guess we're getting close to with level four. Yeah, now you are on a river with platforms, bridge-ish, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, it heads to the right. You have your, like, just kind of two levels to it. Um, there's pterodactyls, you know, so flying fish, everything you've seen before. More Neanderthals. And then here on the river, for some reason, you will see my one of my favorite enemies, which is the Neanderthal in the little wooden car, like the barrel. Oh, yeah. That's, and it very rarely comes back. Unfortunately, there's a couple of these that I really like. I wish I would like to see more like Neanderthal tech. or Right, because it was fun and goofy. Yeah, it looks like a bike or I don't know. Pretty cool. And then you fight your way through these uh, forgettable enemies and you will get to the boss, which is a bunch of... I see them listed as dolphins, but I think they're probably like ichthyosaurs or something. Yeah, now this is a weird boss fight, and this is the one I think that's not repeated. Uh, you're right, yeah, I think so. Cause and it's, it, what, three of them? Yeah, or three or four at a time, but they keep coming, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's like a weird wave battle. I wasn't sure if it was meant to be like the same three over and over again, or yeah. four, or if it was just a, like a, you're killing an entire pod of these creatures. <laughs> yeah, maybe. They, I mean, there is a life meter, you know, so... Right. That slowly decreases. Which all bosses have. We forgot to mention that. Yeah. It's kind of deceptive, though, because they almost all take three or four hits before they lose a bar. I guess it depends on the weapon. I always felt like the last half the bar went away much quicker than the first half. Yeah. Well, they'll start changing colors, too. I'll let you know. Yeah, that's always a big help. And then these guys, though, it's just, I don't know, dodge and throw. Yeah. Yeah. Again, this was Boomerang Central for me. Yeah, this is, um, there are a couple bosses that, you know, they're not hard, but they're hard to avoid taking all damage. You right. know, you're going to take a hit or two maybe, but you'll never be in real danger. And then if you defeat this one, you rescue one of your three <laughs> repeating ladies. Maybe you got the green-haired one this time. Maybe. Yeah. Punk rock. Yeah. And then you're on to level five. Is there a green-haired lady on your shirt, Nick? There is, man. I guess you know who my fave is. All right. All right. This was another exciting uh, episode of Nick's shirt watch for all the people at home sorry but back to level five but yeah so now we're uh, in front of a true proper waterfall this uh we were scrolling downward you're, you're just falling with a you're kind of riding a little pterodactyl right it's a friendly one yeah and uh rocks fall down at you it's very very short and very easy though thank goodness yeah this is even shorter than the tree level and you get to the bottom and you are confronted with a giant aquatic dinosaur head like mm-hmm. Is that like a plesiosaur or something? Or? Maybe. I'm pretty sure it's a made-up asaur. Yeah, it's got like a, a ridge on its head, but with a hole, in, a blowhole at the top, I guess. Right. This is another very easy boss. Yeah. Um, it has a very similar attack pattern to every other boss you thought that was not in the air. Yeah, just sometimes it goes down to the bottom and rises back out of the water. It'll spit fish at you sometimes. So yeah. Watch out. I mean, the big difference is it's not coming in from the sides. It's coming in from the bottom. Right. But otherwise, you know, dodge yeah. the, the head, shoot the fish, yeah, hit it when you can. If you can wrap your head around that, 
you can defeat it. You can. And you will move on to level six. Yeah, Ice Cave. Yeah, and if you thought the game was slippery before, yeah. you're going to have some fun in here. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, this level is where you're going to see a lot of spiked floors and walls to uh, avoid, I which know. are kind of a pain. I took a lot of damage from them. Yeah, because it's very ill-defined where you take that damage when you get close. Although I want to mention that the backgrounds here are really impressively detailed. The mm-hmm. ice caverns, like with the pillars and stuff, like it really has some depth to it. And it looks awesome. It looks yeah. like it belongs to a much different, better game. Yeah, there's some really good parallax scrolling going on back there. But mostly you're just going to be fighting Neanderthals here as you battle it's, your way through. It's, I guess, the cave they live in. It makes sense. And um, you'll get to the boss. Uh, maybe my favorite boss battle, which is the Woolly Mammoth. Again, oh, another one-time boss. Yeah, yeah. Um, it comes out. Um, it uses its trunk to throw rocks at you, which you can destroy. Yeah, yeah. Especially. Cool. That's uh, one area where the stone wheel is really useful is it can be, you can destroy rocks very easily that are thrown at you. So okay. It can help there. Um, and he'll charge you with his tusks. Yep. But you just have to jump up, avoid those. Yeah. Um, as he does damage, as you damage him, eventually his tusks will break off. Yeah, and this is the, the weirdest and saddest part of this yeah, boss fight. This is so metal because you eventually will break his t- his trunk off of his head. Yeah. It's really kind of depressing, but also kind of awesome. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was a little disturbing. I was not expecting. Uh, I had not damaged any of the other ones. And this poor mammal, the one I felt the closest to, <laughs> yeah. I was maiming in these horrible ways. This is something I, I do specifically remember from my youth was this battle. So I at least made it this far. Gotcha. But you kill that bad boy and you move on to level seven in the mountain. Yes. You have now reached the far right third of the map. Yeah, starting to get a little uh, more intimidating. You can background. You can see the lava coming. Yeah, man. Well, this is another kind of upward scrolling level where you got slopes going back and forth, lots of boulders and Neanderthals like leaping in from the side doing that yeah. flip. Yeah, again, this is when it starts to you start to do the creep because mm-hmm. you just want to have stuff in the air as you're uncovering these leaping creatures. This is, I think, a boomerang level as well. Not, oh yeah, not the stone wheel here, but the cave. The cave was a stone wheel level. Yeah, that's true, because, you know, there were lots of any obstacle, ledges or anything. Stalactites. Go right over them, man. Mm-hmm. Doesn't care. The wheel keeps on turning. The boss of the mountain level is uh, a big orange pterodactyl. Yep. And what does it do differently than the first? Take more hits, maybe? I, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if there was a separate attack it did or if it dropped something. But Maybe. I, I don't recall, to be honest with you, it was that forgettable i guess indeed and like we said none of these bosses require any kind of uh real work to figure out right right they're very three note bosses yep their pattern is usually one two three repeat yep level eight is the volcano level oh yeah now it's a lava time yeah this one is another one of these super detailed backgrounds where you yeah. s- that you see that volcano and it's all like orange and black and it looks really good and this is a level, you know, you you have a lot of rocks, boulders coming at you with slopes. Um, a lot of the floor, you know, is moving up and down in kind of pillar fashion, you know. Right. And this is another level where the wheel will roll right along all that stuff. So. Oh, that's really cool. You can keep one, like, in front of you, bubble lead style. And mostly little pterodactyls and Neanderthals are coming at you here. And you'll just get to the boss and take a big guess what part of this dinosaur you're going to fight. The head. Oh, yeah. It's a big gray, I guess, brontosaurus head. Yeah, this is on the big ball neck. 
Yep, one of the many. Um, it uh, charges at you and spits rocks and Neanderthals. Okay. And Neanderthals shoot out of its mouth. Which the uh, ones that are somersaulting? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, pretty weird, but hey. Well, I mean, brontosauruses are herbivores, so they don't want that, and you know, they just no. spit it back out. I gotta spit out the rocks and the, the meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, if you have the stone, this one's not bad at all. Yeah, just keep plugging them in the face, man. Yeah. I mean, really, you could probably beat this with any weapon. It's just a matter right. of how much time you want to spend. Mm, indeed. But no matter how much you do spend, you're about to spend some more time in level nine, which is like the lava river. Yes. If you thought you were done with lava, you're not. Oh, now no. it has the least fun part of the platforming in the river portion with the deadliness of lava. <laughs> yeah. You've got a lot of different platforms and slopes here. Um, there are like fire pillars that come out of the ground. Uh, this is a great one, too, with the wheels because the they won't get killed by the lava. They'll oh. just go across it. Cool. And appearance of another one of my favorite enemies, which is the Neanderthal helicopter. Oh, yeah. A little uh, more of a gyrocopter. Yeah. It's like a, almost like pedal power. Mm-hmm. It's made of wood. I love it. Yeah. It's very nice. This level's, you know, difficulty is getting a little more here. There are more hazards, but right. it's, it's doable. And so is the boss, the Ankylosaurus. Yes. That, uh, it's a different, totally different monster. I think it's one of a kind too, right? Yeah. It looks appropriate and uh, as you might imagine it's just one of those video game bosses where he just rolls around for a while and then reveals his vulnerable form and you hit him which does make this boss fight a little longer than i would have liked that's he's not really tough but it'll take a few because you just can't hurt him i don't think when it's in the ball form right and you gotta wait and it takes you know he goes he goes around for a little while too it's a little kind of boring yep let's be honest but if you can persevere wait it out and defeat this ankylosaurus you can move on to the next level. The Boneyard. Yes. Uh, and, again, you're not really going to be fighting anything new here. Yeah, you will encounter, I mean, there's like random bolts of lightning that but come down. That is the new challenge. Yeah, and I don't know if those are foreshadowed in any way, shape, or form, but I did get hit by a few. Yeah. This level, I, I, I don't remember much of the level because the boss of it is what really stands out to me. Oh, yeah, the big uh, skeleton dinosaur head? Yeah. Well, it's even fossil colored, so I'm very confused as to what it is. <laughs> hey, maybe it's from a previous, you know, are we in the Cretaceous? Who knows? I mean, perhaps one of the Neanderthals uh, somehow magicked this thing back to life with some sort of, uh, you know, zombie state. Hey, maybe this is like old Dracula started here, man. Thousands and thousands of years ago animating dragon heads. Maybe. Or dino heads. Well, and then you do fight this giant dinosaur skeleton. Now, this one is kind of tough in a, in a fashion because yeah. it moves up and down and, you know, it'll kind of charge at you. And it's really hard to avoid some of those charges. Yeah. And when you do hit him, then he'll separate and his neck pieces, you know, the skull will fall down and the neck pieces will fall from the sky mm-hmm. in a pattern that I got hit every time. Okay. <laughs> I could never, there's no safe spot and you're so, it's, you're so clumsy. It's hard to avoid those. Yeah, it definitely is. With the longness of the fight before that one and then this one we really start to get into the area of these boss fights becoming no fun for me yeah yeah then it's really just this long slow battle of attrition mm-hmm. if you can battle your way uh through this skeletal beast you will be rewarded with uh, the another cave beauty and the ability <laughs> to move on to the next and closer to the end level yeah, this is like an old dead forest area. Yes. Um, we get lightning here again. In level 11, the storm continues, and you're one step closer to the end of this game. Yeah, you'll see 
you know, Neanderthals. Uh, here there's some pterodactyls dropping rocks at you. They are a pain. But it also has possibly my least favorite part of this game, which is a section where you're platforming on very thin little ledges that are only one character wide. Oh, yeah. And there's those pterodactyls coming, and you can jump on the pterodactyls, you can jump on the ledges, but it's just You can't so do any hard. of those things well, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know what I want to do, and, and you just can't curve the right way. It, it right. really is pretty frustrating. I drained a lot of lives here, and that's when I decided it was save state time. Right. I don't blame you one bit. Now, if you can make it through that perilous platforming, you are greeted with a boss at the end. But it's an old familiar foe. Yeah, this uh, this is the same as the T-Rex head. Yes, it is, yes. but a different color. Yeah, he's like brown. Um, now, instead of just charging at you, uh, it will spit Neanderthals and rocks. Mm-hmm. But this is functionally the same. It's not really harder. It just takes way longer. Yeah, and again, starting with the Ankylosaurus boss, all these boss fights are now just way, way less fun. You're not really in danger. You're just taking your time, or because it definitely is. And Yeah. You know, it's frustrating because you can throw a bunch of boomerangs, but the first one will hit them and then nothing. you got to right. wait, you know. So your rapid-fire powers are not even really very useful here. But you can beat this guy. You will beat him. And then you can move on to the final level of the game. Yeah, baby. You're going inside that T-Rex. Ah, uh, why? Why is it always the final? <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like the going inside the creature for the final level. No, um... Not in general. Uh, it's when it's just out of nowhere. Right. I mean, I guess they slightly foreshadowed it with Neanderthals coming out of these guys. But And, man, this guy is full of Neanderthals. There are just tons of them inside him. And it's kind of a gross background, like with all the, like, cells and things. Yeah, like, yeah. And then... Pretty nasty. Isn't there something that drops stuff on you in this level as well? Uh, maybe. Do you have the Neanderthal helicopters again, maybe? or I just think they fall out of the sky uh, mm-hmm. in some certain pit spots. Yeah, I know that... You get to the boss, which is a weird demon. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) this is the part that really I don't understand because at no point has this demon been brought up or anything along the lines of a demon or anything demonic. And when we say demon, we're talking like cartoon, pitchfork, red, little horns and wings demon. Yeah. It's a very cute demon. Yeah. But this battle is not cute. No, it's weird because you fight him. You can see the heart of the Tyrannosaurus in the top right of his screen. Mm-hmm. I don't think that affects anything. Well, it does, because at one point he stabs it, and oh. then stuff falls from the ceiling. Oh, is that where the... I mean, I called them Langoliers. I don't know if you remember that, but they're oh, like yeah. the little chompers that come out of the sky. Yeah. Um, they'll drop those on you. He'll charge left and right, and also drops rocks. Yes. And so there's a few phases to fighting this guy. And at one point, I, the battle just took so long, I kind of forget the order of what happened. Uh, but, yeah, he does have multiple different attacks that he works through as you fight him. Mm-hmm. Well, once, I mean, at some point he'll change color, uh-huh. and then he'll start teleporting. He shoots fire, like fire rings. He'll do yes. these little fire wave that goes along the ground. And so for his final round of attacks, he summons a little Mac that's out there with you. Okay. That's just jumping and spinning across the, the floor. Oh, Okay. I don't remember that, man. Maybe. Maybe it wasn't in your weird pal version. I, think, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But so, you know, he's conjuring this other thing, and, you know, you basically have to dodge it and still attack him. And then when you kill him, it's kind of a lackluster death. Right. And your girl comes out, and she's about to give you that kiss. And this is the part I really like. The, as she's about to kiss you, she turns back into the demon. And then you have one last little fight with the demon, and you defeat him for good and really save your lady. Sweet. Oh, okay. Well, 
And your, your ending here is eh, credits. Uh, I did notice there's... Well, I think there are multiple endings depending on how well you did. The version I was looking, because you can do this where it's like during the ending, you put in like a code or something and it'll change from oh. where at the end it's like, oh, you, well, you get a little enemy parade of two enemies. And you run then, across the field. Yeah, and there's and like that's a, where they show the enemies. The crowd of women coming after you. Yes, and there's some men running from the women, and you find out it's because one of the women is a giantess. Yeah, but there's a, a an alternate ending where they're all big women coming out. All right. I saw that on the video. So, yeah, it was all right. Now you just get a classic the end, and then you're back to the title screen. Now it's time to review this game, and of course we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system that has four categories, each category with a score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. I gave this game a 2.5. I gave it a 3.0. I, th I thought about it. You can see my erasing mark. But for me, everything in this game was just serviceable. Like, it wasn't amazing. Right. And maybe they were actually pretty good. But everything you saw, you saw five times or a hundred times. Well, that's the big, yeah, the lack of variety in sprites and backgrounds. Yeah, some of them are, you know, they're all right. Yeah, the, some are really good, but not good enough across the whole game. And, you know, and again, I just have a soft spot for the music, I think. not. It's not incredible, well, it's, but... It's pleasant. Yeah. And it's never distracting. and It's fun, but I'm never going to be thinking of these songs again. Yeah, they're just, like, soothing. I don't know. Right. I, I kind of have a soft spot for that, like we kind of mentioned, Nick Jr.-ish music of the time. You right, know? yeah. Next up is Play Control, and I gave it a 2.5 as well. I gave it a 2.0. Yeah, the more we talk about it, the more I kind of want to drop it down. <laughs> I think for me it was that all of the different items did have a different feel to them, which is kind of a bonus, but they all were still kind of awkward to use on top of the general floatiness of all your controls. It's it's the jump and the laggy controls that gets me, man. Um, I think they, for the most part, the game deals with your controls and the level design pretty decently, except for towards the end when, you know, you're making this platforming way, way too hard. Yeah, definitely. Well, that brings us to our next category. Nick, what did you rank this game's challenge factor? It's kind of hard because I feel like it's really easy up to this point. Uh -huh. And then it's just, it's not even really as difficult. It's like unfair, you know? So originally I had, a, I guess, 2.5. I mean, because it's kind of in the middle. I gave know? it a 3.0 because I thought the very final levels were just really hard. And you only have, well, you do have continues. You only have two of them. Right. Um, but... For me, it was just that the end of the game was so repetitive and hard that it was a combination of that that made you not want to go any further. Like, I think if you like owned this game and you were going through multiple, you could be preparing, uh -huh. stocking up lives and such before you get to the final level, you right. know, after you've yeah. mastered a few things. But by the time I got there, I did not want to start over. So, yeah. Neither did I. And finally, we have theme and fun, Nick. I gave it a 2.5. So did I. It's all right. It's just a bit boring. Yeah, I mean, there is some decent theming. You do go through various worlds and realms, but they're all very well-tread video game territory. And there's mm -hmm. nothing in any of these worlds that jumps out as new or interesting. It's like a, it feel, feels like a bite-sized chunk of a better, bigger game. Yeah, def know? definitely. It just feels kind of empty all throughout. You're only yeah. fighting a few of the same things. And the levels, while I think are appropriately sized, they just don't feel like a fleshed-out world. Agreed. 
So finally, Nick, I ask, should you play this game? I'm going to say no and Mac. <laughs> I agree. I say maybe check out the Genesis version or the arcade game if possible. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. See what it's like. See if you like the feel of it. But this is definitely one you can pass on the Super Nintendo. The only reason I really wanted to check it out was nostalgia. So maybe there's some of that for you when you were a less discerning young 10 or 11 year old. And maybe you have some memories. But going back to this will probably just tarnish them. So I don't know. Stay away. Stay away. Next week's game will be Splatterhouse 2 for the Genesis slash Mega Drive. We know a lot of our fans here in the U.S., but especially overseas, are huge fans of the Sega world, and we feel like we've neglected you a bit lately. So Nick and I have decided to take on a a little streak here. We're going to call the Sega streak, starting with next week's Halloween episode of Splatterhouse 2. So look forward to a few more Genesis and Master System uh, titles coming down the line. Yeah, buckle up. So... You know, find your copy of Splatterhouse 2 any way you can, grab your controllers, and play along, friends. And remember, if you want to get a hold of us, if you want to defend Joan Mac, or maybe uh, you want to suggest some uh, upcoming Sega games for us to check out because we're kind of uh, weak in that department, uh, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. You can also let us know on the Facebook at Cartridge Command. We'll let you know when new episodes drop on uh, the Twitter at Cart Command. Please subscribe to the show if you don't already. You'll get the episodes as soon as they are posted. And tell a friend, tell a coworker, tell someone that's maybe a friend of me. And uh, we'll get some more people listening to the show. While we do love every one of you that does listen now, we wouldn't mind a few more. But it is, of course, those wonderful and fine folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is their financial support that makes this show possible, and we thank you so much, because without you, we wouldn't be chatting into these microphones and talking about such wonderful uh, caveman-based games as Joe and Mac. Yeah, the the patrons are truly the... They can have all of my cave women. You can have my share. Yes. So thank you, guys and gals. Thank you so very much. And as always, Cartridge Commandos... Game on! like I'm watching Nickelodeon in the 90s. Gola Gola Island or something.